0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, non-conformers and non-believers, gender X and gender equals, welcome to Eat the Storms. I am your host, Damien B. Donnelly, and here we are with another episode of the Poetry Podcast. So let me start today's show by saying a huge thank you to everybody who's joined this show so far. I really am overwhelmed by the acceptances I've had from poets all around the world and so pleased to be able to have this platform so that we can share our voices and feel like we are connected in a world that seems to have figured out how to disconnect us. Today I have three fantastic guests from the west coast of Ireland, Northern Ireland and England sharing tales of swans, Angel Shares, Shimmering Sunrises, Dandelions and, of course, Lockdown. I will also be reading some of my own poems during today's show and celebrating the two-month birthday of Eat the Storms, my debut collection. So let's start the show with me reading Purple Clouds from that collection published by the Hedgehog Poetry Press. In the many meadows of my mind, plants grow down from purple clouds of carved cotton, seeking substance from the surface, not the ceiling. In the many meadows of my mind, fences are painted with familiar faces, Mouths catch kisses if you're quick enough And embraces sprout like bushes to cradle comfort In the many meadows of my mind Music spreads like ivy A chorus to cut through the chaos A crescendo of colour like a flower unfolding. Our first guest on today's show is a multi award winning poet from Portadown. He won the Seamus Heaney Award for New Writing in 2017, the Jonathan Swift Creative Writing Award in 2018, and the Trim Poetry Competition in 2019. He has written for the Irish Football Association and recorded film poems for the national football team and appeared in the Poetry Jukebox installations in Belfast and in my former home, Collage Zillande, in Paris. His poetry collection An experience on the tongue is out now at your press, so please sit back and you will quickly understand why this poet is award-winning. Welcome, Glenn Wilson.
1: Thanks for having me on the podcast, Damien, and congratulations on your book, Um, *Meet the Storms. It's a timely work for these uncertain times. Um, I've enjoyed the podcast so far, so I'm glad to be involved. I'm going to start with a very recent poem. Um, It's called A Lamentation of Swans. (music) Their song is life in the making. Necks curved under pressure. In reflection, they make a heart, but we ripple it away with the steel crumbs that breach the surface, with what we don't need and what they didn't ask for. They've been chased from the fans of history, given pawns, and then we vilify the females for rumors of apocryphal arms broken. The males blamed for the lusts of gods are those who style themselves as such. All based on the accepted lies of knights so far removed. It is their untamed ignorance we envy, for it can't be earned. For we learn, as Leda did, those in power take what they can never have. This next poem, sort of, I've been doing a lot of poems recently based on sort of sets of animals, so a lamentation of swans, murder of crows, and this one um, at the start of the pandemic. Um, it's called A Watch of Nightingales. I live right behind um, Craig Avon Hospital, and um, this poem is for all those at the front line facing this pandemic and helping us through it. A Watch of Nightingales I see the hospital through the trees that surround it and watch birds warm minims on the breeze as they form choir on the branches. Some flew here, others of closer origins. I know only a few names, but know their chorus. For those who uplift and save us all begin from the same wellspring of trust. They have seen us in all our distress, and responded with their best feathered and pinned with kindness spread across their dulcet chests three green wing valleys they swoop dive deliver healing share the grace notes they carry i pray they never stop singing and this is a Another poem that that was was shortlisted for the Seamus Burns Creative Writing competition um on the idea of mental health. And it's called Rest, Reset, Respond. If those who have ears to hear hear but let the words coil in their eardrum, just as sound and not as message, it immunizes, makes any protest so familiar. It becomes just another strain of your background music. Just another facet of the culture you swim in. That is when you seek silence. Find such a happy place. A Tuscany field as dawn bleeds light upon the darkness. And in seconds it's as if the darkness was never there. The blood maroon cushions of church pews confessed sins or bees stuck in the honey slats the love that burned past lust in your lover's eyes agape warm in both your gaping mouths the throwing of of a line that may never catch upon a river where your father taught you to wait the city when electricity cuts out no brands no slogans just the thrum of hearts Just the traffic of beautiful lives pushing back the dark As they remember they have all they need in each other Stay there until you have heard enough That your soul is well fed Then you can speak such truth to an empty room That its echoes bring the change I'm going to finish with two poems from my collection An Experience on the Tongue And the first one is called Angel Share. I love the sound of the column stills. Always have. I started in the distillery on the 1st of July. Everything outside. Honey soaked. The grass singed yellow. An apprentice to dark rooms. My nerves quieted by the comfort of low flames where fermented grain-mash burned in charred white-oak casks a magic tamed. The scent never chains, though they measure the spirit by decimal points instead of rule of thumb I see those first coopers like vapours bending metal hoops to embrace the wood handling configurations into armistice so it matures enough to be poured out gold Whiskey, the Gaelic word for water anglicized, sits on the lips, roughs the throat smooth. Against the grain of the ancient casks hauled from the mouth of Spanish shipwrecks, this taut hand to slack hand journey mellows the fluid to a palatable proof, distills it to a single sip, a sensation. That's what I am. What we all are, an experience on the tongue, Casting off from the world, Hoping the taste gilt-edged, worth gifting on. And I'll finish with this poem. This was a poem I wrote for my daughter, Shan. It's called High Tide. We stand at the top of the playframe, Holding toy binoculars, Steering wheels that turn no physical ship Looking out to sea Silver slides and climbing ropes point to escapes Yet I linger on the horizon The high grey swell Rumbling as if ready to swallow whole Behind me seafront guest houses sleep Generations that faced the mighty sea Over tea, toast a morning paper Now gone Gulls hover above us, as if by God's invisible strings, waiting for prey, the dive into the blue to eat. I lift you onto the seesaw, we go up and down, each time the weight shifts more to your side. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Sticking with the theme of animals a little longer, I'm now going to share three poems that feature bunny rabbits. This first poem I wrote earlier this year, In February, before lockdown, I had been staying with family in County Meath and we drove one afternoon to Dunshockland and there I discovered this tiny, beautiful library that had once been a church and on the bookshelf of the poetry section I found a book by Ivan Boland and sat there in the beautiful light of the stained glass windows and read through it. Later on, when I came back home, a bunny rabbit was dancing around the garden and this poem flowed out. It's called A Question of Pomegranate Answers. I saw you first in a library, in a bound book in front of the light, as if you needed to ripen any further. My first book, bound and borrowed from a library, was Mrs. Potter's Inquisitive Rabbit all eager to explore the taste of all he could not yet name. We're like that, children, eager for the answer before we've even come to consider the question. I ask myself more now, at this midway through all the darkness, than I ever did then, when all was so seemingly light. Yesterday, In the garden my youth once played on, that time has now returned to consider. An eager rabbit came out to play, and I asked perhaps if there was chamomile in the cupboard. No, but there's pomegranate in the pantry, came the reply. And I looked at Peter and laughed. Like I'd taken you from the bookshelf in the light library that day and smiled as I turned your pages that held just as many questions as there were answers. The second rabbit poem stemmed from a visit to the National Botanic Gardens in January of this year and it's called Ownership is not always the only consideration. Rabbit rushes across sea of grass. Stops to my right to consider someone else's acorn. Mouth twitches to mimic tail before I'm noticed. Embarrassed by my presence, he adopts still a stance as if that might make him invisible. Don't worry, I whisper. I can relate. Once I found lips too sweet to miss and kiss them. There, in the open, knowing they were not mine. This last poem that I'm going to read, I wrote in the middle of our very first lockdown, so toward the end of spring and the beginning of summer, when... Nature seemed to be taking over and we were taking a step back and looking to see all that we had previously been too busy rushing about to notice. This poem is called Slow Hum. Slow Hum. Morning beckons. Delicate dance of daisies. Baby bunny in back garden thinking it's his whole world. Even the breeze is bouncy. Slow hum of day unfolding. Footsteps on sidewalks. Sights set on slow lanes softly humming. Even runners head towards hedges now. Hedge funds thrown to the ditch See the bunny bouncing far from the banks Slow hum Songs from tall trees in place of traffic Alarms, sirens A hushed hum Dedicated to the lost light Birds sing of wings now rising. Nests have grown cold, even under all the sunlight. Some have flown, others simply slowed, missing the integration under the hollow hum of a softly slung isolation. Slow hum. Our next guest on today's show is a poet and short story writer based in Bristol in the United Kingdom whose work has appeared in Neon magazine, Nine Muses Poetry, as well as the Lies Dreaming podcast. So he already knows what it's like to do a podcast. His debut chapbook came out in 2019 entitled Our Voices in the Chaos, published by the Cellclot Station. And that was followed by another chapbook entitled Refraction. When he's not writing, he's very capable of dancing badly at gigs and learning to grow vegetables. But thankfully today, he's here for the poetry. So please welcome to the show, David Ralph Lewis.
2: Hi, my name is David Ralph Lewis. I'm a writer and poet and I'm based in Bristol. Thank you so much, Damien, for having me on. I've really enjoyed the previous podcasts um, and all the guest guest, uh, performers on there, so it's a real honour to be uh, asked to be on this podcast. Uh, And congratulations as well on your collection. It's really fantastic to see it out in the world. Okay, so I thought I'd start with a small little poem. Um, During lockdown, I self-published a pamphlet of 10 poems, so it's quite tiny, um, called Refraction. Um, All the poems are about swimming, uh, because that was what I missed most. And this one's called Warm Up. It's been a while, the water whispers, as I enter inch by inch. But what's a few million years between friends? I know why you abandoned me for land. I forgive you. Every part of my body is held so tenderly as I submerge my head, the cold slowing all anxieties. I realize I have always been a wave, never the same from one moment to the next. Always dissolving into surf. I watch my worries float away, turn to ripples. I kick forward, make the first stroke. The water murmurs, welcome home. And for my second poem, I thought I'd read something from my first pamphlet, it was published in October 2019 by Selkuth Station um, and the pamphlet's called Our Voices in the Chaos, a title that has proven to be a little bit of a prophecy, although it wasn't really meant to be. The pamphlet is a mixture of erasure poems and traditional poems, uh, which doesn't really come across on uh, on a podcast, but I thought I'd read one anyway. This one's called Early Morning. Early morning. Today we wake up in the dark, before all the streets have come to life, after the clubbers have scattered on the breeze across the city, before the commuting crush starts. We dart through empty alleys, explorers with heavy rucksacks, pushing onwards, watched by a single street sweeper, bored and cold. We reach the harbour just in time. The gradual glow is just beginning. Your hand in mine perfectly fitting jigsaw pieces. Here it comes. The relentless future. You smile. No turning back now. There never is. Always pushing forward into the unknown. We are both shaking as together we pulse and shimmer in the sunrise. And for my final poem, I thought I'd read something uh, pandemic-inspired, unfortunately. There's a night in Bristol called Tonic, and each month they give poets and musicians um, a prompt, and you have a month to do something with it and come back and perform it the next time. Uh, It's a really fantastic night. uh, And this year, for their second birthday, they gave everyone the same prompt, which was Dandelions and Daisies. So this was May time, uh, so really the height of the pandemic. Um, I did some research into, into the sort of folklore behind daisies and dandelions and I came across this story that Celtic gods used, used to scatter daisies over the ground when a child died and that really didn't strike me as very fair. And so, obviously, And then that combined with the glorious spring we were having while... Tragedy unfurled all around us. So this is called Condolences. What good is this scattering over the grass, this golden white confetti, these eyes opening at dawn and closing in the twilight? These are Freya's flowers and she is welcome to them. We have no use for blooms. Callous gods, you cannot substitute one beauty for another. What help is protection now? Your garlands are mere distractions. We have no desire to chew on the pollen, fill our mouths with bitter medicine. Left long enough, the petals blister our skin. We become sun scaled. Spread them no more. Perpetual reminders of our sorrows that raise their heads above the green, then proliferate over the fields. They will never bring back those who have sunk below. Those now cradled by the waiting arms of roots. No. Bring us only those yellow weeds, the ones considered ugly and overlooked. We will mash up the leaves and boil them into a tea to calm our racing hearts, make a balm to smooth our scarred skin and calm our sadnesses. We can chop up the roots to make us more alert. We will leave a handful to transform into spheres of cloud, which we will use to tell the time, helped sometimes by indifferent winds. In this hungry gap of spring, we will feast on what we find beneath the hedgerows or reaching through the borders of beds. We reject your funeral wreaths of daisies, your meaningless gestures of fragile beauty. Bring us dandelions so we may live. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast.
0: The next short poem that I'm going to share with you now is called Altering Alloys and I wrote it during a rainstorm this summer as I sat and looked out at the garden that we'd been sunburnt in in the spring and tried to figure out exactly what was going on. Storm comes in the sprint of summer As if the seasons were after a quarrel Some say weather grows weary of being sturdy. And wouldn't you, I utter most agreeingly. I cannot stick to the same shoes for a single season and have been known to sleep in many beds in middle months. Heat is not the only factor when it comes to counting contentment. Sometimes I prefer a blanket above this body than another body, raining me in a slight sweat while the afterglow already runs down window pane. Break down brass, and you find its components are other metals, striving to be something different. Under a label they never asked for. Storms come sometimes. Just to break things down. Our final guest on this episode has a background in nursing and social care and currently works as a psychotherapist in County Galway. Her poems have been published in many journals including Bold Italic, Live Encounters, Banshee, Poetry Ireland Review, Inspired, The Honest Ulsterman and The Blue Nib. She was the October winner in Irish Times New Irish Writing in 2019 and her stunning debut chapbook Dinner in the Fields was published by Fly on the Wall Poetry. Please welcome to the podcast all the way from across the Emerald Isle, Attractive Fahy.
3: Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this wonderful podcast, Eat the Storms by Damien Donnelly. And I want to thank Damien for inviting me to read some poetry from my chapbook collection, Dinner in the Fields, published by Fly on the Wall Poetry Press and available with um, to purchase um, from Fly on the Wall Poetry Press, also available on Amazon and in Charlie Brown's Bookshop Galway. And the first poem I'm going to read is called Wintering Swans, because it's timely. Um, Every October I hear, I'll hear the swans arrive, um, because I live between a and Loch Corrib, and they fly over my house. So I wrote this poem from that experience. It's called Wintering Swans. Three swans over my house. In V formation, they head northeast of Loch Corrib. Fear towards the Mayo Mountains. Blue haze beacons an incredible feat. I hear sounds like bins rumble when dragged on gravel. Lids flapping. On my left, large and exquisite birds glide over trees. White feathers float, flap midair. Long necks stretch into their future. Tiny craniums compel bodies to follow. The courage it takes. Enduring pain. Intuitive preparation before flight. Families in transit know when it's time to leave a cold land. Arctic islands to seek heat, food for their young. Strong wings fly over polar sea. Skim predators, ice caps, storms. White bodies sail over obstacles whoopers arrive and sound across the sky black rims coast long dandelion beaks trumpet the advent of a wintering home loud foul conversations honks susurrations sound in circles reverberate drone babble soars to miss gray sky a robin Disguised as leaf, tumbles in gust across the path. I look to the children of Lyr, reborn, fade into cloud horizon. Zen masters, say, grow where you're planted. What then of migratory swans, their habitual nature, no image of God, though they find their way? And my chapbook is really, it's it's um, sort of a gathering of poems just to reflect my life from childhood to the present, where I live. It kind of very much involves the theme of the feminine and landscape and nature. And um, yeah, so this um, next poem I'm going to read is called Sensual Nature. And um, it's a bit, I suppose, on the sort of, Rumi is the you know the poetry I loved is poetry I love to read, and maybe this is in some way inspired by Rumi's work. Sensual nature. What if Eros was also a tender leaf falling in autumn, or a marigold striking light decomposing in soil? The wind gathers, travels into every crevice, as the months move. I sit in sunset, watch swans float on Loch Corral, how they arrive at the brink and observe. Seagulls speak to me from other worlds. When the stars dance, they arrive at night in a sheet of sparkling pleasure into our hearts. My heart also moves, raw and bright. The next poem I'm going to read is it's just about the birds in my garden and they're always nesting on the chimney like they put the sticks down through the cowl and every autumn I you know when I go to start up the stove I'm usually there there's a problem with the chimney so I wrote this about the birds nesting in my chimney nesting my garden in winter sleep is without birds A neighbour's cat has scared their search for berries, seeds, that earthly diet of worms. I wait for a morning song, except, that is, those who slip kippings through the chimney cowl. They build nests through obstacles, drop twigs, one by one. For God's sake, I say, your home is halfway down a flue pipe. I listen to the twitch and crackle as the sticks smoke out my kitchen. The stealth of it, despite best efforts to keep them out. Already smoked out once, I'm reluctant to sacrifice my heat. Even so, I can't destroy either bird or nest for the sake of my heart. And I'll finish with um, a poem that's it's one of my own. It's one I like, myself and I like to read. It's about, um, you know, I, I always say that I grew up um, between two graveyards. So my, the ancestral grave was right behind our house and I used to like to go there. I didn't know my grandmothers, they had died before I was born, but I could sense them from the graves. And this poem is called Our Sleeping Women. I think of my grandmothers, their faces etched in mine, their strength sleeps in my bones. We meet in fields of crows, their voices speak through wind. All graves slope down from our farm. As a child I played house, tea sets on tombs, innocent listening to spirits. Daughters left to work with duty not to themselves, but others who cared little for the objects they'd become. From the clay they cry the song of the crone, dreams of the life unlived. Hope moves in the soil beneath my feet, rises in my breath. They call, willing me on with their work, don't listen to scavengers who have taken your use, their fear-ripping your pleasure. Scream yourself into your body. Starve if you need, until you're hurt. Your face ours. Your womb, creator. The only real home, yourself. Thank you everyone. And thank you, Damien. This is my book, um, *Dinner in the Fields* by Flying on the Wall Poetry Press. And thank, as I said, thank you, Damien, again for inviting me to even this wonderful podcast.
0: The final poems I'm going to share with you today come from my debut collection, Eat the Storms, published by the Hedgehog Poetry Press on the 14th of September 2020. So let me start off by giving a huge thank you to Mark Davidson, its creator, for bringing this dream to life. A part of me always wanted to be a writer, secretly, but it was a childhood dream and nothing more than that. It was the thing I did when there was nothing else in television the journal I jotted down notes in when I didn't understand who I was or what I was becoming but I never really imagined that those scribbles would actually be something that other people would want to read. Well now here I am on the other side of that dream and don't any of you come and wake me up. The first poem I'm going to share I suppose refers to the journeys I've made to get here. Not just the journey and coming back to Ireland, having been away for 23 years, but the paths and decisions and goodbyes that led me to be this person that I now am. No longer the shy kid who once sat in corners and scribbled or doodled pictures of the Smurfs. Now someone who has finally found a way to share his own voice. The second poem is a poem about learning to accept the highs and lows. The loves and the arms we fall from. All a part of what makes us who we are. All a part of the journey. So thank you all now for sharing this part of the journey with me. It's so much more fun to be in good company. At the setting of the yellow light. I held your hand in a taxi once while thinking of another. As you whispered into my ear a sound I don't remember, a scent now a breath away. I cannot hold everything anymore. I recall the yellow light yearning to hold its own innocence, stretching through the open window burning hands still holding on to a truth that had turned away from white. I remember the highway that hurried us out of a city as I wondered if I'd packed enough hope for us both. But I can't hold everything anymore. The elastic cannot be recoiled. The weight was too wretched for just one heart. I reach for that plant pot, but its purple petal planted long ago in a garden I am returning to A garden where I will sit and watch the dance of the dandelions till the yellow sun has descended where I will empty all the jam jars of their collected lies and draw the sound of the moon at last. This final poem is called Black is Only Shadow. Winter has grey wings. Feathers of such that come from concrete clouds too dense to discern any light beyond. Winter wears grey wings, but spring is an architect of possibility by a canal of colour. Sweeping in after the first frost To bathe us in a fresh breath That blows across a chest Once in chains Round the red-bricked bridge we ride Each petal pushing past the storms That rained rivers through our winters Follow the river, she sings. Seasons are short, but the earth is a sphere turning towards the light. Dark doors open, often into hopeful. The river recalls its root regardless of the water. Blue can be a bright beacon black is only shadow before it finds a reason to ignite in light bark is dry but branches bear a blossom we can be the water or the bridge we can be the natural path or the paved plot The root is bright beyond the chains, beyond the bend where the colour is waiting. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, men and women, non conformers and non-believers, gender X and gender equals, thank you for joining us today for another episode of Eat the Storms. I have been your host, Damien B. Donnelly, and my guests on today's show have been Glenn Wilson, Attracta Fahey, and David Ralph Lewis. If you are looking for ways of following or supporting or buying their books, then please check out all the details on the website, www.eatthestorms.com, and the podcast section. This is Amazingly Episode 11. For any questions or comments, or if you'd like to be one of the featured guest poets, then please don't hesitate to contact me at eatthestorms at yahoo.com. For all those of you who have bought a copy of Eat the Storms, my debut collection now two months old, thank you so much for the support and love you have shown this little dream that has now learned how to take flight. As a note to everybody out there who hasn't, she makes a really good Christmas stocking filler and if you buy her between now and Christmas, she will arrive with an extra festive Christmas card featuring a drawing that I did and a new Christmas poem inside. Also a great Christmas buy this year is A Page From My Life, the second week in a row number one bestseller in Ireland, a collection of 150 short stories, including mine, all supporting the Laura Lynn Children's Hospice. Of course, all of our guests today have poetry books out there, so why not check out their links and buy yourself a treat or give a gift of poetry this Christmas. And remember, like animals, poetry is not just for Christmas, but a gift that lasts forever. We will be back next week. Meanwhile, the Christmas show is being assembled and decked in bowls and berries, so for now, be good to each other, give each other the recommended safe distance, and as always, stay bloody poetic.